Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Hello and welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast. We're, of course, listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. This one was preached on January 31st of 2021. It is entitled, The Wrath, The Revenge, The Justice. We, of course, invite you to visit us on every Sunday morning, 310 Randolph Road here in Kansas City, Missouri, just right around Clay Como, Missouri, kind of near Worlds of Fun. Come by anytime. We'd like to see you. Sunday school begins at 930 Worship service begins at 11 every Sunday morning. We'd love to see you. Come by, say hello, and let us know that you listen to the podcast, and that's how you found us. Well, without further ado, here is Pastor Philip Kuntz. Let us all please turn in your Bible. Turn your Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. Please understand, honor, please, excuse me, I'll say that straightforward now. Please stand to honor the reading of his word. It's very quick, and I've said it a million times before, and I'll say it again. Matthew 7 12 says, There, everything you wrote like men to do to you, do also, excuse me, let me say it again. Everything you would like men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. I live by that. I really do. Matthew 7, 12, and by the end we'll also say Luke 6, 31, because those two go together. They do. Doing to others as you have them doing to you. It's sinful. It's a golden rule. I believe that. From hell's heart I stab at thee. For hate's sake I spit my last breath at thee. I've quoted this several times before. I have. This was originally said by Captain Ahab in the book Moby Dick. This, I, love, I really like the story of Moby Dick, I do. Uh, this is all about hatred. This story is about hatred. A man who's consumed by hate, who's consumed by anger, who wants to hunt down a whale that bit off his leg his bottom part of his leg. He wants to hunt down this whale. I've quoted it before. Because so very often, people do become consumed. And we all have a Moby Dick in our life. We all have a whale in our life. A whale that consumes us, in a sense. I didn't have to consume your leg, but there is a whale in our life. A whale of a tail, if you will. We all become consumed, so to speak. I could go this route and go into the great fish story of Job, but I'm not going or Jonah, but I'm not going to. I'm not doing that. That's not where we're going with this. No, we're not doing that. 
So Captain Ahab hunted him in this story so that he could kill him, but instead the opposite happened. He was killed by his hatred. He was killed by that. That's the last words he said, as I said a while ago, from hell's heart I stab at thee for hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee, as he was tied to Moby Dick and went down underwater. This very story was retold in my very favorite of the Star Trek films, you know, as uh, Wrath of Khan. As Khan hunts down Kirk, he says the exact same words as his last words. He says those very same phrases, he wanted to kill Kirk, and gets taken down in it. Because why? Why am I saying this? I'm saying this to you not because of these great stories and because I'm trying to get you to go home and watch Star Trek 2, although you would not be wasting your time unless you hate Star Trek, and in that case, I pray for you. But that being said, it's because the point is that hatred kills. That is the point. Hatred kills. Hatred will kill you in the long run. It doesn't kill the one that you're hunting. It kills the one who is hunting. That's the point. And the title of today's sermon is The Wrath of the revenge, the justice. That's the title of today's sermon. The wrath, the revenge, the justice. It's a long title, but it's a true title all the way. Many people have wrath within them. And I must admit, the first time I heard this word, wrath, was, of course, I was only seven when the movie came out, but it was because of wrath of God. I didn't know what it meant. The wrath means anger. Anger becomes hate. Hate becomes suffering. I'm not just quoting a sci-fi person. The fact is, these are true. Anger does become hate. Hate becomes suffering, but it makes you suffer more than one that you hate. It hurts you. It takes you down. And many people justify anger and hatred because of things they've gone through. And I understand it. I truly do. To be truthful, the last couple of weeks, I've been putting this sermon together about two or three or four weeks. Uh, and I don't like talking about these things because when I start talking about these things and putting these things together... <sighs> And you start thinking on these things, it starts to take you down, to be honest with you. It starts making you think on them. And you start thinking about bad things you've gone through and people that have done you wrong. And when you start doing that, to be honest, it starts making you think negative. I don't like thinking negative. I just don't. Because then you find yourself in the molly grubs. And I don't like being in the molly grubs. I just don't. I don't like being negative. It makes me feel bad. I always say this because it's true in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27, and I don't always say 27 with this, but I'm going to because it's very important. Verse 26 says, Be angry and sin not. Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger. It says this. And oftentimes we don't say verse 27 with it, but I'm going to tell you what verse 27 says. We usually are just making the point about anger. But here's what verse 27 says with that. It says, Do not give place to the devil. And I always usually say, just say verse 26 because we're talking about how anger is not a sin. It's what you do with it, and that's true. But I put verse 27 in there because it's so vitally important that the devil likes to play with our emotions. He likes to take it and whoosh, run with it. That's what he does. I mentioned Captain Ahab all ago. What Captain Ahab did in that story, okay, it's just a story. It's true. But there's a lot of truth in that. That a lot of times with our anger, our anger is much like what happened with that story, that we get wrapped around it and it takes us down and drowns us and kills us. We lose more than just a leg. You get your foot wrapped up in that and you get taken down with your anger and your wrath. Now it goes on to say in verse 31 of Ephesians chapter 4, it, uh, it says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outburst, and blasphemies with all malice be taken away from you. Along with that, Paul said this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. 
he goes along with that. He says to the people of, uh, in Colossians, he says, but now you must also put away again all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemies, and filthy language out of your mouth. Filthy communications. Now you may say, well, I don't do those things. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. But let's be honest. Every single one of us at one time or another has, I'm assuming, had wrath, anger. I, I know I have. Maybe I'm just talking to me today. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who's had the wrath. You might be saying wrath of Khan. Well, maybe to right now I'm just speaking to me, the wrath of Koontz. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm talking about. But the fact of the matter is, is there has been one point or another where I have allowed anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. People say, oh, I've never blasphemed. I've never blasphemed. I'm, I'm ready to assume that almost all people have. People have taken the Lord's name out of vain. They've even taken the scripture out of vain. That's malice. That's a blasphemy. It is. And the other thing is, and I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Yes, I have. I have, unfortunately. I have. I could lie to you right now, but I'm not going to do that because it's also blasphemy. That's also uh, sin. I'm not going to do that. I have had filthy communication come out of my mouth. I have. I'm ashamed to say it, but I have done it. I have misspoken. I have used words. People say, oh, just a word. A word is just a word. No, a word is not just a word. If you think that, then allow someone to call you ugly. Allow someone to call you all sorts of other horrible things you don't want to be called. No, a word is not just a word. And you know it. And you know it. You know it. If a word is just a word, then how come there are racial slurs that people don't want to hear? Because a word is not just a word. There is meaning and depth behind a word. And we know it. When people say we should be able to say anything and everything we want to on TV, we should be able to say anything. It doesn't matter what little children's ears hear. Nonsense. And you know it. The wrath of what we say, the importance of what we say, especially as children of God, matter. We should not let our anger control us, but we sometimes do. It says in James 1.20, for the anger of man does not work. I'm going to say it again. For the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. Isn't that important, James? Who is James? The brother of Jesus. I'll say it again. And this is a man who denied, who denied that Jesus, his brother, his half-brother, was Christ until he rose again and he said, oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. He did what we do. All of us from James Place. We were wrong and we had to change. And so what does he say? He says, the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. We can all have wrath and anger and frustration and irritation, every single one of us, but what do we do with it? Or do we just put it away like we ought to? No, it says the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. And that is what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be representations, the representatives of the Lord God, not of man, because there's enough men in this world. And by men, I'm not talking about the sex of men. I'm talking about mankind. We are not to be representations of this world. We don't need to be. There's enough. We need to be representations of Jesus. Jesus, a representative, a representative of Jesus, not human. There's enough of that. We'll go next door, or next door, or next door. Turn on TV, you see plenty of that. Need more. Oh no, no, no. Proverbs 15:1 says this. Oh, I know it's hard. I got a tongue like you've got a tongue, and sometimes my tongue wants to be mighty, a mighty muscle. Look, I wish my muscles looked mighty. They don't. The one that flexes the most is right here, not right here. It should be this tongue here and this tongue here that does the most work. The unfortunate thing, this tongue here wants to do more work. Bad work. 
We have to be soft with it. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words, grievous words stir up anger. Anybody can say something horrible. I've done it. Many times accidental, but a lot of times not. If I'm honest, I can be witty. I can be a jerk. I've done it. We gotta be calm and cool. But I'm gonna end this part of the wrath and anger with one thing, and that's this. Psalm 37, verse 8. Write that down because it's very important. Psalm 37, verse 8, and you'll remember this when you're frustrated in the grocery store and someone cuts you off, or you're in traffic. Oh, isn't that the time when all the wrath comes to justification? Isn't that the time when you get the maddest, when somebody cuts you off? That comes a lot, doesn't it? And listen to what it says in Psalm 37, verse 8. Let go of anger and forsake, and forsake. In other words, forget wrath. Do not fret. It surely leads to evil deeds. Who we know it's true. We know it's true. Because here's what happens if we hang on to the wrath, to the anger. That's when the revenge. 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 And you know there's a lot of people who say, well, this is why I like Old Testament God more than New Testament God. Old Testament God is all about revenge. And Old Testament God is all about getting. New Testament God is all about love and peace and forgiveness. And Old Testament God is more tough and mighty and takes care of things. And New Testament God is, oh, let go, let go. I've heard people say, I've even heard Christians say it. I've got to tell you, not very wise Christians and not very, um, may I say, mature Christians. Probably Christians that have just gotten saved and stayed in that baby state for a very long time and not very educated Christians, I must say, too. Because here's the thing. Old Testament God is still New Testament God. He's the same God. The Old Testament God that they're talking about, they're looking at little pieces of what happened, not why it was happening. The Old Testament God they're talking about, they're talking about the same God that dead because it touched the ark. They're that brought down vengeance. They're talking about that kind of stuff because the people were getting in the way of God. They're not talking about why he was doing it because God wanted to bring his son so he could bring peace. And the people were getting in the way of what God was wanting to do. But no, they don't look at that because they only see the pieces that they want to see. You know, sometimes people look at the pieces of the puzzle and they don't look at the whole puzzle. But you've got to see the whole picture, not little bits of the picture. Let's take a look at this. They look at things like Deuteronomy 32-35. What does that say? It says this, vengeance is mine. Re vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And recompense, in other words, repayment, and repayment is also the Lord's. Their foot will slip in due time for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come uh, hasten upon them. In other words, it will happen in due time, but we're not to sit there and say, I want him to go. I want him to go. God's time, not in ours. His will, not ours. But let's take a look at the New Testament God. New Testament God, as Paul wrote in Romans 12, 17, 21, repay no evil for evil. Commend what is honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Peaceably with all men. I'm going to continue to read on, and we'll talk a little more about this. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give peace, excuse me, give place to God's wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. 
Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not overcome evil. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. That's what it says. Now, he was quoting Deuteronomy there, but also he was quoting another part. That's Proverbs 25, verse 21 through 22, and 27, 28. And I'm going to read those real quick. It says, if you, this was in Proverbs 25, 21 22, and I'll also read 27, 28 because it sums it all up. And it says this, If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink, for you will heap coals of fire upon his head. The Lord will reward you. It goes on to say in 27, 28 of, of Proverbs 25, and this is very important, listen, this Old Testament and New Testament coming together, coming together, listen what it says. It is not good to eat much honey, so for men to search their own glory is not glory. It's not glory. It goes on to say, he who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. We're not to take revenge. We're not to, oh, but I was so angry. You have no idea what they did to me. I understand. People have wronged me. People have cheated me. I got people cheating me now. I got people wronging me now. I've got people treating me like garbage now. Man, for the last two weeks, I've had people coming at me every which way but loose. I've had people treat me horrible. I've had people saying things that made me want to come out and Hulk Hogan drop kicking all sorts of things. But let me just tell you something. I'm not have it. No, no, no. Because even though I've wanted to, even though I've wanted to say, I'm not doing it. No, sir. Because greater is he who is in the news of the world. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to say I haven't thought of it. I'm not going to lie to you today and say there wasn't a part of me. I'm just like you. I'm a being. There's been part of me that's wanted to say, let me tell you something, brother. There's been a part of me that has wanted to get in the ring like Rocky Balboa, but I'm not going to do it because the flesh will not win. If you, even if I brought him in there, and even if I justified it in my own mind, and oh, I could, I'm just like you. But you don't understand. They hurt my feelings. Well, let me tell you, it only brings doom, not glory to God. Amen? And let's be honest, we've all done it. We've all done it. We've all come up with reasons. We've all justified it. We've all said, let me tell you something, sister. And we come off on people, but it doesn't do any good. It just brings more trouble. I had every right to say what I want to say. I just got in line and told, no, but it does no good. And that's my female impersonation, okay? The thing is, is I've heard them all do it. We've seen them all do it. The fact is, and not all females are that way. Anyway, but the fact is, I've seen a lot of people do it in line. Well, they did wrong. They took the last box of it. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact is, we can't do it because you have something greater living within you, and we cannot do it. It just causes more trouble. 1 Thessalonians 5.15 See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. It's not just it's us, to our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's to even those who are cruel to us of the world, especially them. Especially to them. Oh, I know I failed too. I've done it. I've said things I shouldn't have said. I've done things I shouldn't have done. But God doesn't let us get away with it. He spiritually whoops us and makes us do better. We can't allow wrath and revenge to take over. God will take care of it, not us. Don't get in the way of God either. Don't do that. Don't get in the way of God. Peter tried it, didn't he? Didn't Peter take out a sword, chop off someone's ear, and Jesus put it back? Well, I was just doing what was right, huh? If you were doing what was right, then why did Jesus put the ear back? 
huh? Let God take care of it. Don't get in the way. You know, we have a lot of friends who love us. I do. I know you do. A lot of people who want to help us and to do what seems right to them. And we know, we know that they mean well. They really do. They're just trying to help. Think about poor David. David was running for his life. Dave's on the run. He was on the run. He was trying to keep his life in order. King Saul was out of God's will. King Saul was trying to kill David. Why? Because David was living for the Lord. And he sensed the Lord's presence with David. You know that. Now, what, so what happens there? David was running from Saul. And David, in human mind, had every right to kill Saul. He had every right in a human sense and human thinking to kill King Saul. He had every right. And God even stood up. We saw that King Saul was set in front of David and King Saul could have been killed by David and God would have allowed it. It seemed correct. David's friends said, see, God set it up. If it wasn't of God, it wouldn't be there. But David, while his friends were all excited and saying, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Because we love you and we're tired of living on the run. And by the way, I'm filling in here, but I'm just assuming. And here we see that David didn't do it. Why? Why? Because David wasn't going by the flesh. He was going by the spirit. And he said, I can't, I can't, I can't. Now we know David was tired. We know David was angry. We know that David wanted revenge and wrath and all these things, but he didn't do it. He didn't seek his own justice. He knew that if he did this very one who was called of God, even for the now, he had to answer to God if he did this. And so he decided to wait and let God take care of it. And so God did, not David. And David even mourned for the loss of Saul when that time came. David didn't take it upon his own hands. He didn't. He didn't. The justice that many people are looking for is self-justice. Because if they want a true justice, what people take in their hands, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. If they want a true justice, them going through pain, things that have done, been done wrong to them, and they think they have every right to seek justice, to seek revenge, to seek the wrath of themselves. If they wanted true justice, let's be honest, we would all be in hell. Every single one of us deserved to burn in hell forever. Because you have lied to people, I have lied to people, if we're honest. We have done wrong, oh, I'm not going to say you stole from people, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to say you've hurt anyone. But all of us have sinned. Why? Because we're human. All of us have done wrong. Every single one of us deserve to burn in hell. Boy, that's not fun to say to the people I love. It's not. It's not fun to say that you deserve to burn in hell. But you're human. You are sinners. I am a sinner. But praise the Lord God, we are given sinners. And if you are home, given by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can be even today. Even today. Yes, we deserve to burn in hell. How do we know that? Well, for one, Romans 3, chapter 10, verse 12 through 12 says this, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks after God. They all, listen, they have all turned aside together. They have become worthless. There is no one who does good. No, not one. Not one. 
All of us deserve to burn in hell, but the Lord God won't allow it to happen because we have asked Jesus into our hearts. He's allowed it. You know, a lot of times people say, judge not lest ye be judged. Judge not lest ye be judged. Well, they misunderstand that. They do. They misunderstand that meaning. We're not to judge. That's true. We're not to judge. It tells us that, and I'm going to turn real quick to it. It tells us that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 6. We're not to judge in the sense that we're not to be their judge, but we're to use judgment. There's nothing wrong with that. It tells us that in uh, verse 1 through 6, actually 1 through 5, but I'm going to read verse 6 too. It says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with that judgment you judge, you will be, excuse me, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured again to you. And why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank that is in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, let me pull the speck out of your own eye, uh, your eye, when you have a log that's in your own, you hypocrite? First take out the plank of your, uh, of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck of your brother's eye. I'm going to stop there for a moment. I like how it's said in Luke 6, 37. It says it all clearly. Judge not, lest ye shall be judged. Condemn not, and you will be not condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. The Lord has forgiven us those things. Simply saying, it is not our place to bring wrath. It is not our place to bring judgment and revenge. God will take care of it. Stop worrying about that. At the same time, at the same time, if we spend too much time with the people we want to judge or too much time with those people, as it says in verse 6 of chapter 7, it says, do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor for swine and attack you. In other words, if you want to spend a lot of time with the dogs and the hogs, just keep doing what you're doing. Or you can turn away from them. And that's what I plan on doing. I spent too much time with hogs and dogs in my life, and I found myself all dirtied up. And I'm tired of it. I don't know about you. I'm tired of it. I spend about a decade or so with a dog and a hog, and I'm done with that too. Here's the, t the deal. I'm ready to move on from it. I truly am. I am. A lot of times we're so busy chasing rabbits, we're either chasing whales or we're chasing rabbits. We're so busy chasing around other things instead of chasing the Lord and what he wants us to do with ourselves. Because we're so busy with the wrath and the revenge and the justice, we're not chasing what God wants us to chase. And we need to quit that too. We get caught up chasing the rabbits of what is right and what is wrong, and we need to get back to the word and do what is correct by following the Holy Spirit. And what do I mean by chasing rabbits? We don't even know what we want. We don't even know what we want because we're chasing the rabbits of what we are confused with. Because back to the whole situation with the Old Testament versus the New Testament God. Well, that is this. A lot of times people don't know what's the difference. We're going to settle that argument right here, what's now, and now. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, I'm not going to read the whole thing. God is talking to the people of Israel. He says this, For I am the Lord, I do not change. He doesn't. And then he says this in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, whoever the author was, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember, we are not God, God is. We need to remember, God is the judge. God is the one who brings wrath and revenge. We are not to sit there and hope for revenge upon people. We're to follow the Lord God who will take care of it all for us. 
Just put your faith in him and he'll take care of the rest. We're not to go chasing rabbits. We're not to go chasing a whale. We're to follow him. But we get caught up in chasing rabbits. What's right, what's wrong, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. The fact is, if you just follow the word, he'll take care of the rest. And he will. I'm going to quickly try to read, if I can. There's 11 verses here. I'm going to read to you Romans chapter 2. Through 11. It says an awful lot. It says an awful, awful lot. It says, therefore, and this is talking about the law. It says, you are without excuse, old man. Whoever you are who judges, for when you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge do the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to the truth against those who commit such things. Do you think, O oh man, who judges those who do such things and who does the same thing, that you will escape the judgment of God? Do you despise the riches of his goodness, tolerance, and patience, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your hardness and impenitent heart, you are storing up treasures of wrath against yourself on the day of wrath when the righteous judgment of God will be revealed. And he will render to every man according to his deeds, to those who by patiently doing good seek the glory of and honor and immortality will be eternal life. But those who are uh, conscious and do not obey excuse me, contentious, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath will be tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man who does evil to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace will be to every man who does good work to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. For there is no partiality with God, no favoritism with God. Many times people are bringing judgment to themselves. We're talking about those who followed the law and not to the grace of the Lord God. But many times people are chasing rabbits of what they ought to do, what is, what is wrong. Our actions show us what we are doing. We're not saved by the law. However, our actions show and testify that the truth has set us free. And how we treat other people, how we treat them, how we present ourselves to others should show that Jesus is living in us. We should show the other people that we're not trying to bring wrath upon them. You know how many bad testimonies there are in this world because we're showing judgment upon others? Do you know how many bad testimonies are shown because of the wrath that we treat other people with? We can't do that anymore. We can't be that way. I'm going to try to sum this part up with three verses. Two in which you hear a lot from me, one in which you don't. And that is this, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23, which I say a lot, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The point is, if God wanted to bring wrath upon all people, he could have done that easily, but we're saved by the glory of Jesus Christ. And we need to show the same kind of love to all people, not wrath, not revenge, not our own justice, but we need to continuously show the kind of justice and love to other people that Christ has shown to us and continuously does. Amen? Amen. Amen. So there are people in this world, and we've probably caught ourselves up in it, the kind of people who are busy hunting right now, hunting through wrath and revenge, 
and justice. And they're either hunting that white rabbit that we just mentioned, the white rabbit through their wonderland of confusion, of different points of view, wonderland of confusion, which is Satan in disguise, trying to keep people from getting to what they ought to do. There's a lot of people chasing that little white rabbit through the wonderland of confusion. You know about it. And then there's other people who are continuously chasing that white whale, white whale of wrath and hatred. People get caught up in those things. Instead of chasing the white rabbit or the white whale, they need to be following the white dove, the Holy Spirit, as they've been saved by the white lamb. And we need to be following God in sweet justice. We need to make sure, we need to make sure that we go toward the white throne of the Lord. We need to make sure that we see truly follow the sweet godly justice and start treating people the way we want to be treated. I know it's hard. I know that we find in our own minds sometimes, because we are human after all, but we sometimes find that the wrath and the revenge and the justice, and we start getting all caught up in the ways of the Old Testament. I hear people all the time talk about, well, God doesn't want us. God does. He wants us to show love. It's hard. I, I've got caught up in it before myself. But we can't do that. We have to be kind. We have to. Now, when Jesus was asked about the Ten Commandments, and we know the Ten Commandments is why I'm wearing this tie today. When he was asked about the Ten Commandments, what was the most important? People were all caught up into the law. They were caught up into the judgment, the Old Testament. They were thought of about the judging Lord, the Old Testament God, the, the argument we were just making. Oh, I want the Old Testament God, the condemning, damning God. That's the God I want. I don't think you do. I do know people who are like that. I want the kind of God that damns people to hell forever. What a horrible thought. Aren't you glad we don't have that God? The same God then is the same God now. Even when they look at that, they look at it with a weird askew. That God they're thinking of was a God who's setting things right to put the white lamb in place so we can get to the white throne of the Lord God. Quit chasing the white whale and the white rabbit and follow the white lamb with the white dove so you can get to the white throne. That's what we need to do, folks. This is what Jesus said when he summed up the Ten Commandments in Luke 10, 27, he said this. He answered, says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he said. This can also be seen in John 14, 15, when he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. I dare say this. When we read the Word of God, all these things, we must follow them. It says in James 1.22, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. We must not be caught up in the wrath, the revenge, and the justice, because God's taking care of all of it. I know that you're upset. You may have an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend. You may have a son-in-law or daughter-in-law. You may have a you may have a child of your very own right now who's done wrong to you. You may have a, right now you may have, even now, a grandson or a granddaughter. You may have something's going on in the news that's getting under your skin. You may have someone that you, that maybe someone's stolen from you. 
I get all these things. I really do. I can connect with all of it. I really can. Even if I'm not in that position, I can connect through emotion. I can. Maybe there's someone right now who's taking something that belongs to you and it hurts horribly bad. But know this, that God understands that Christ loves you. He knows you. He has been in the position through the heart and understands there's nothing you've gone through that he hasn't gone through. I'm not talking about the situation. I'm talking about the feelings. I'm talking about the emotion. I'm talking about he got on the cross to die for you and loves you. He knows you. He gets it. He gets it, okay? He knows. But know this. We are to Luke 6, 31. That means do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, help us now, Lord. Help us to live our lives following you. No matter what occurs to us, no matter what is hurting in our hearts, hurting our souls, we pray that you will place us in your will and that we will place you first always. I know, Lord God, that we can always justify the way we behave, but Lord, I do pray that you will help us not to do so. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us, Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, with your word and with your spirit to get things right. I pray this in your holy name, and I pray if there be anyone here today, whether they be at home, whether they are at work, whether right now, Lord God, their heart hurts heavy, and they feel as if something is wrong in their life, I pray, Lord, you'll lift them up. I pray, Lord, that they will call out to you I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will just help them to understand that they've been hurt by others, they've been hurt by themselves, but you forgive them, and they need to forgive others, and they need to forgive themselves, that life will be okay as long as you are leading it. I pray all of this in your holy and precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.